Hey everybody, this is Alex. This is Washka, and this is the Fool's Odyssey podcast, episode number four. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the manga Gantz by Hiroya Oku. So, Gantz is, is essentially uh, divided into three phases, but we're only going to be talking about the first phase in this episode. Phase one is called Missions, and it covers chapters 1 to 237. The summary of Gantz, basically, it's uh, two high school kids, Kei and Kato, are killed trying to help somebody, and they suddenly find themselves in a strange room with other people in a giant black sphere. They cannot leave the room. All the windows and doors are locked, and they can't open. Everybody in that room has the same uh, experience of uh, that they themselves know that they already died, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the last thing they can remember is like... Their dying moment. Yeah, their dying moment, right. So now, from this point on, is this going to be straight spoilers? So we're giving warning right now the spoilers yeah. <laughs> okay so inside the spear is a naked man the naked man's name is Gantz is decided by the people in that room I guess oh so it's not the ball but the, the naked man eh? yes the naked man and that man is considered to be like a battery for the spear by the way has it ever been like mentioned what the man is actually like the ethnicity and whatever or for that's a bit of a spoiler spoiler like we'll discuss that in the oh we'll get there later eh Alright. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyways, uh, Gans tells these people that they're dead and their lives are up to him how to use it. It's their, their lives are his now. So he shows them a target, tells the people to hunt them down, and they basically have no choice but to follow his instructions. So these targets are actually like aliens that's been living on Earth. And these aliens are no joke. They're super strong. Physically like above use. Yeah, they're able to just kill humans like they're ragdolls. Like they have a biological weapon that they were born mm-hmm. with. Yeah, like claws or... Claw, fangs, just like super strength. Yeah, they're ridiculously strong. So to help these humans combat these aliens, Gans provide people with the equipments. So the first one, of course, would be the Gans suit. Each person gets a suitcase with their name on it. And inside the suitcase is, of course, the Gans suit. It provides what, extra durability, extra strength. This makes them able to compete with the alien on the same level. Uh, the only downside to this is that uh, any slashing or slicing, they can't defend against that. So imagine having like a, an extra layer of uh, flesh, like another layer of uh, muscle. So it helps you do more stuff, like stronger and whatnot. But if you got cut, you would still... It's only good for against like a physical blunt force. Even like guns, uh, like a bullet, like when somebody got shot bullet, it's not a piercing thing as in like because the muscle is thick enough to like actually withstand it. So with the suit, after a while, if it takes too much damage, it begins to malfunction. Out of juice. Literally out of juice. They start pouring yeah. these weird liquids out of them. <laughs> it's, it's a black uh, black liquid, right? Like, mm-hmm. like an oil kind of thing. So the next weapon would be, they dubbed it the X-Gun. Is this essentially like a handheld gun but it's really it's inaccurate but it's also like the staple standard issue gun yeah and arguably one of the most effective weapon mm-hmm. um another one would be the x shotgun was essentially the same thing as the x gun but just stronger uh and for uh, higher accuracy too uh the next weapon after that would be a y gun which is like more of a capture gun than anything so it's like uh we call those uh ties bolo bolo uh Oh, the, the bola, bola, bola hoops? Bola loops? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Bola loops? Yeah, bola loops. In case none of you guys know, it's uh, the, the kind of like two rocks and a string that you throw at someone and it you know, binds them in the spot kind of thing. Um, and also has this weird ability to transfer those uh, people that's captured with those loops into the air. Now, where do they go? We don't know. 
we don't know. Oh, I forgot to mention the X gun have a delay. So once you shoot it, it takes about three seconds for it to work. Yeah, and then whatever it was aimed at, it'll just pop and explode. And it's kind of hard to explain. I guess it's like an implosion blast. And then the final standard weapon that they have is a Gantz sword. It's a sword which basically you can actually alter the length of the sword. Does it, is it just the length? Can you like alter? I don't know the the width or I don't know, make it like a great sword or something. No. I guess you don't need to, eh? Sharp enough for anything. And it's also probably because it's a Japanese manga, so it's more so it's based like on the, exactly more <laughs> right. based on the katanas. Because even the Americans and stuff use like this katana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now that we've gone through these weapons, if we were to be in the Gantz world, which one would you want to take with you? For like survival? Mm-hmm. I'll take the X. X guns, eh? Not even carry the Y gun with you. Oh, I could carry multiple? If I could carry multiple, I've got to bring like two of the X gun and two of the Y. Oh, I see. Hmm, interesting. I think I would, for me, I would carry two swords and maybe two shotguns. Oh, I'll probably carry one sword. Probably one sword just for... Yeah, you never know. I'll have two X and one Y, that's why. So you basically can get one of everything. Because you don't know what you're going to come into, right? My question is, how do the suits recharge when they get damaged? Well, my theory is that after Gan transferred them back to the to their uh, apartment place, the room thing, they rebuilt the suits too. Oh, I see. So it's not recharging, they just remade it. So that leads to my next point, which is Gans provide all these weapons. Soon after, Gans would transfer these people into the area where the alien is. So Gans sets a, sets a bear, uh, boundary so that the hunters can't go past them, past that area, or else their heads will explode. And when the targets are killed, Gans will transfer the survivor, any of the survivors back into the room. Right, so this is uh, what they what the Gans mean by like uh, their life is in Gans' hand. Yeah. Because they literally plant a bomb inside their head. Any of the participant goes against the rule, pop goes the weasel. <laughs> right. And then as Boshka said, like as long as the hunter makes it to the end of the mission alive, any wounds such as missing limbs or any damages will be restored. So they'll be completely back to normal. Even if, let's just say, at the last moment of the battle, you use half of your body, but you're still alive, you would still come back. So although there is the risk of losing your life, as long as you make it till the end, you'll still be safe. You'll come out clean. Mm -hmm. So after the mission is completed, Gantz will give these hunters a score based on their performance. Usually it comes from uh, the number of kills and such like that. Mm -hmm. And they have to do it within a certain time limit too. And if they don't finish the mission in time, they lose all their points. So now what these points are for is the goal is to get 100 points. And Mm -hmm. once you get to 100 points, you have three options. So the first one is be free and lose your memories of Gantz. So everything. Mm -hmm. So you'll be a freed man, but you lose your memory of what happened. It's also called the graduation because you graduate 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, graduation is something they say in Asia, right? It's like an Asian thing. Yeah. Uh, number two is get a stronger weapon. And number three is revive someone from the dead or Gantz data bank. Mm-hmm. Gantz is able to bring people back who died during the missions kind of like a checkpoint. So they remember everything that happened prior to the deaths. Right. So of these three options, if you to get 100 points, which one would you pick? Well... I mean, it really depends, right? Mm -hmm. Who's my teammates? Do I care enough for them? (laughs) (laughs) If I don't care enough for them, why would I revive them? Well, maybe maybe you establish a relationship with someone and they have a good working relationship. Uh, If they're reliable, then yeah. Mm. Reviving them gives me a a better chance of surviving, right? I see. That's the thing. But if none of them really does well, like they don't even make a good, like, how do I say this? Like a good decoy. Yeah. Might as well get myself a better weapon and then, you know, make the, the hunt more efficient, right? <laughs> but you wouldn't try to, you wouldn't even bother with number one, be free. Oh, hell no. <laughs> wow. Why not? 
because I'm already dead. But you have you've given a second chance at life, though. Yeah, but by that moment, like if I I'm already dead, so I want to I don't want to say that any other any any chance that I could you know get by dying, I'll just die. <laughs> just that, like oh, I could die, so let's just die again. Like now, nah, I don't want to say that. But what I'm saying is that I mean, it really depends. If I'm just like scared shitless, then I'd probably be like, you know what, I'm done with this. But if I play long enough till I get to like you know a hundred, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty comfortable with the whole thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially you're just using guns as a way to relive your yeah. weird fantasy of killing shit pretty much <laughs> legally killing things I, in a way i guess what if you died but i bring you back how would you feel about that i'd probably be pissed at you i'd probably punch you several times <laughs> kick you in the gut and then you know like stomp on your chin or something like that and then go home why though <laughs> i i took so much effort to bring you back though it's a wasted effort (laughs) (laughs) okay how about this if I brought you back but then I died in the next mission would you bring me back or would you be like well that's your loss peace well you died that means you're not good enough so why would I revive you back (laughs) (laughs) but dude I revived you though so I didn't ask for it (laughs) you decided that you think that I'm good enough it turns out I did I outlive you so wow <laughs> you're not good enough this time <laughs> well it depends how you die right if you know if if we're like working together and got shit working out very well i'm like okay i mean mm-hmm. i could like trust my back to this asshole then i'll probably revive yeah. you but if you're like you died <laughs> because you're being an idiot i'm like well that guy deserved to die you know <laughs> your life is in my hand but here's the thing if i revived you would you felt a certain like you know like a way to repay and revive me instead let's just say it's the other way around i don't know what got into me and decided to revive you <laughs> And then if I die, would you feel doubted to me? Like, like would you? Yeah, um, would you be like, "Oh, here, revive me," so I have to revive him because it's the right thing to do? Would you? Would that cross your mind? Yes, yes, I know. Like, yes, I would think about that, but I probably wouldn't revive you like right Why? away. Does that make sense? It would depend on how you died. I think, like, if you uh, say we're on a mission, you revived me, and then you died protecting mm-hmm. me, then I would revive you for sure. Not gonna happen. <laughs> 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 ever happen but, but but what if what if let's just say i didn't die protecting you i was dead because i was protecting civilian you know i'll be like oh shit yeah. dude that's <laughs> that's that I'll sucks be like shit get the hell out of the way kid just like chuck a kid across the street and got smashed by a tango and then turned like a bloody pulp if you said to revive you then i probably would <laughs> Ooh, what if my final request wasn't to revive myself but to revive someone else do I like that someone else or no? That's the important part. If I like that someone else, I would have... Yeah, I would like... Hey, I mean... I mean... <laughs> for no, like for my dying yeah. breath, I'd be like, Hey, Bosh, can you revive this person for me? That's my final wish. And then I die. Why would I spend a hundred point for your wish? Like, <laughs> get a <laughs> life. <laughs> wow. So my final request doesn't mean jack to you. You're already dead before you came to guns. You don't have the right for a final request. <laughs> I don't either. Like, I just happen to get the chance. I'm not going to do chore after you, to you after I died and come back to life. Jeez. <laughs> so you would so you definitely pick number 2 no, no matter what. Get a stronger weapon. Yeah, stronger weapon. All right. So the stronger weapons are there's only 3 that's been shown in the manga. So there's a thing called a Z gun which works differently uh, compared to all the other guns. Yeah, it shoots like a gravity Increase the gravity pull on a certain area, I guess. It kind of shows the image of a, an enemy getting pushed down from up, yeah, getting squished. Instead of the blast going forward, it's like they're getting squished by an invisible building. Uh, what is it? The next thing is a hard suit, which is basically a robot suit. Mm-hmm. And then the third upgrade is the glance 
mech, which is basically <laughs> you're in the hard suit yeah. and then you go inside the mech. So it's a robot within the robot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, well, the hard suit's not really a robot. It's like a power suit. It's like, imagine like a Hulkbuster, right? No, no, no. Hard suit's more like Iron Man. And then Gantz mech is more like a Hulkbuster. Yeah, like that. Like Iron Man's inside. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. <laughs> so, would you keep going until you get the Gantz mech? Or do you just be like, uh, Z-Gun, that's enough for me? I'll keep going until beyond Z. Uh, I'll go beyond Gantz mech. Like, I'll go beyond. Keep going over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> and over. Uh, we, we never even got to see what's after Gantz mech. I wonder if it's going to be like an airplane or some shit. What kind of fucking stupid question is that? Have you never watched Grand Lagan <laughs> before? It's a robot. So, you, you, you got a suit, and then a hard suit, and then a robot. What's the next step? <laughs> Of course, a bigger robot that the robot rides on. <laughs> What's after that? Well, with a, with a bigger robot. Like, what do you think? So, is this going to keep. Watch Grin Lagan, people. It's going to keep getting more ridiculous after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next time I call myself the Emperor. Like, For the Emperor. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so when uh, Gans uh, score them, uh, then the hunters are free to leave and they get to go back yeah. to their lives doing whatever they were doing before. Act like nothing yeah. happened. Right? Nothing happened. And, and then the, after a while, they hear like a weird ringing noise in their head. That's when they get transferred back into the room to, for the next mission. So the question is, they hear the ringing in their head or they felt it? I think... Because I remember something along the line that, like, before the transfer happened, like, prior, like an hour or yeah. something before, they have this, uh, what do you call it, like, in the manga, at least, the depiction was that they felt like something running up their oh. spine. Oh, okay. So maybe it's a more of a feeling then. Yeah, because yeah. it's a ringing noise if they try to exit the area. And then... Two, yeah. Yeah, the hunting then, area. otherwise their head will explode. But I guess uh, when they get transferred back for the next mission, it's more like a feeling. Uh, what else? Oh, if they talk about Gantz to anyone not involved, they will die. Yeah, but I think it's only strictly talking, right? If you write about it, it should be fine. As long as people don't take you seriously, as what the manga said, then you will be okay. Ah, so because uh, in the in the manga, one of the characters, the, uh, Nishi, wrote a website, mm-hmm. like made a website and uh, made a description of uh, Gantz. And a lot of people seems to watch it, uh, went to mm-hmm. the website, right? But that's more of like a conspiracy theory website than... Uh, I see. Than an actual... Do you think that nobody actually, like, you know, believe, you know what I mean? Oh, I also think that he said that the website is very hard to find. Like, you can't find it on searching. Oh. So it's like hidden away. So this process of doing missions, killing aliens, risking your life will be repeated until you get 100 points. So that's basically the premise of Gantz. So if we were in the Gantz world, how do you, how well do you think we would do? Uh, it depends if I could survive the first night. I think if I could survive the first night, I'd be I'd be doing pretty well. Mm. The first night is like the, the, the hardest part for me. Honestly, because right. I don't understand, I don't believe, and I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Like, is this real? Like, I, I just died and I got sent to this thing, told me to kill this thing, people around me are dead. Like, because if I don't, if I'm not the first one to die, I think I'll do just fine. Mm, I see. Because if, you know, probably, I don't know, but for me, because like, if that were to happen, like I transferred somewhere, I'll be like, wait, I know this place. I could go home. Like, I would oh, go I home. See. Even if you exit the area and you hear like this weird ringing noise in your head, you'd be like, yeah, whatever. Because that's, a, yeah, I might. I'd be like, huh? Because I don't know if it's coming from my head, right? I hear it, but I don't know where it's from. Right? So it might be just a noise like somebody probably drop a phone on a bush somewhere. I don't know that, right? I'd probably just ignore it and walk by. But I'd probably be wary enough that I probably won't be the first one to go yeah. that far. Probably if somebody else's head exploded, that would be like maybe go like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's when, when the red flags start waving. And I'll be like, Ooh. okay, I shouldn't go that way. <laughs> you know? What about the, the black suits? Would you put that on right away? Or would you carry it with you? or uh, If it has my name, I'd definitely like carry it with me. Mm-hmm. 
and like the guns too. I'd probably bring like one gun or two. Just you know, I'll take the chance. Like, what what's there to lose, right? It has your name and everything. So, but like all these things kind of look like toys. So you're just gonna bring them with you? Hell yeah! It's a cool toy. Who doesn't want it? It's a free cool toy. <laughs> I though guess. I might actually shoot myself in the face though, because I would be like, looking at him like, whoa, whoa, it opens up and. Boing, like I could see that happening. Ooh, I forgot to mention, um, when you have the gant suit on, you're more or less protected from uh friendly fire. Only for like one or two shots though, I think. Because I think the guns actually took the damage. But at least you're protected from the gun blast. But knowing me, I probably won't put that suit on like on the first time. Uh-huh. Well, I mean... Well, for me, I would definitely carry the suitcase. But like I would probably put it on. And I would definitely play with the gun more than the suit. Unless on, on the first, like when we're in the room. Yeah. Somebody show us like the, the super strength and whatever. I'm like, oh shit, can I do that too? Like I would probably put it on and like start doing crazy shit with the suit. I'm like, wow, this shit is awesome. Like I would get there. But if nobody showed it to me, I'll probably be like, mm. why would a guy wear any suits like that? <laughs> I'll be like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's two questions for you. Uh, I, first one is, if you see a bunch of people with the suits on and they say, hey dude, you have to wear this or else you're going to die and you need to bring these, thi- uh, these weapons with you too, would you follow them? I'd take it. Like as in like I would take the weapon just to be safe but will yeah. i follow them no mm, i see like because i mean it has my name and everything i'll probably hold it with me and be like hey what the fuck's happening and then i probably follow that dude like those guys yeah from like far away like just to see what's up yeah like oh. like i would like be hiding and whatnot but mm. then usually if it's in the manga world yeah the alien would be behind me and slash me to pieces <laughs> so you'll be the first one to die Pretty much. I see, I see. I could see that happen. And then the second scenario, which is, what if nobody tells you what to do? However, you yourself notices that there's a few people there in the room that's wearing the black suit. I would f- I would know nothing at all. I would be like, looking at them like, are there like a group of like, you know, people doing something? I don't know. Like, maybe it's like some sort of new uniform. I see. So you think it's like they're cosplay or something? Yeah. I wouldn't say cosplay. Like, they're probably doing something. It'll be like, an, I don't know, probably sports or whatever. Mm, whatever but, they're doing it's they're doing it together okay. but then cool. you, you find the suitcase with your name on it you open it up and it's the exact same suit as them that wouldn't be suspicious to you well I, if i open it and see what that i'll be like I, I would ask them yo dude why what is the suits like and what if they don't respond if they're just like respond i'm like okay well, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> i'll just hold it has my name on it yeah. so it's mine right and then for people wondering like oh why won't these people try to help others well the whole point of this like game is to get 100 points so they can escape, right? They don't want to, they don't really care about other people. If anything, the other people are going to weigh them down. Yeah, so sometimes they could use these people as a, as a decoy. Yeah. Is that what you do? Use uh, uh, people who don't know about the game as bait? I would tell them, but if they're an asshole, I'll use them as mm. a decoy easily. So you would be like, I'll, I'll extend a hand. I will right. extend a hand. If they, if they spat on it or like you know, slap it away, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you want to try very hard to convince people of what to do? No, 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 not very hard. Like, I would try. I would do it once. Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't listen, that's your death. I see. For me, I would probably... Hmm, I would probably carry the suit and maybe some weapons with me. I definitely wouldn't leave the area, though. Why not? I think I would be too scared. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? But you know the area, though. Let's just say downtown. You're like, oh, I just went drinking with my friends here last week. Yeah, but I think I'd be too freaked out. Especially if I noticed that people were wearing the black suits and the, exactly the same suit as the one in the, in the case with my name on it. I'd be yeah. too freaked out well, about it. Well, what would you be freaked out about? I think I'm just more paranoid. I'm more paranoid than you, I think, is what it comes down to. I guess. Yeah. Then what if you start seeing people, you know? 
just walking by and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I think that one would freak me out more. I was like, hey, hey, hello. Like, nobody was responding. And, like, I would touch them. They would be like, well, what the hell? Like, they would respond that way. I would probably do a little bit of a, you know, like a prank mm-hmm. here and there. See how, how well I actually, like, disappear. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, when guns send people on missions, they're invisible to uh, people outside. Yeah. The, the wording is that they're in a different frequency. Right. Uh, the people, the regular humans can't see them, but they can still be physically affected by them. So if you touch someone when they're like walking, like you tap someone in the shoulder, they'll be like, somebody just tapped my shoulder, but nobody's there. Yeah, exactly. For me, I think I would be too worried about what the heck is happening to me than to bother with those people. Well, for me, because like I would be having like all this stuff, right? And there's these people wearing black suits and whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, most of the time, like probably I could tell that I don't know where I am Mm -hmm. and my phone won't have any uh, reception too, right? Because I'm in a different frequency. Oh, I see, yeah. So I probably have to ask someone, excuse me, where are we right now? Like where where am I right now? Do you know this place? How can I get to a new SkyTrain station or something like that? I would ask. If they don't respond, I'll be like, really? I'll ask the other guy. None of them respond. I'll be like, wait. (laughs) I would like... Start tapping people, start doing stuff. So you wouldn't be like, hey, fucker, listen to me and start punching them. Oh, no, not punching. Like, they don't have obligation to help. I see. But if all of them, like, legitimately, like, like, what? (laughs) I'll be like, oh, ho, ho. And then now, okay, let's talk about the characters now. Uh, We'll just go over the, just the major characters. Wait, so first one is K. Corono. Yeah, so he's kind of like the leader of the group. Uh, we're just gonna go with that right away? Well, his character arc is kind of weird, because he goes to... Because he's the main character. He, he go from, what, like, like asshole to arrogance to awesome leader first he didn't give a crap about no one else anything didn't want to help people at all then his second phase is he becomes more arrogant because of the suit gives him super strength he becomes more cocky yeah start killing things and start don't worry about like you know like teamwork and stuff so like i can kill them i can do this i can do this after that, he becomes. He realizes that like this is not the way to go about things. Actually, his character is kind of a sad story. Like his parents doesn't give a shit about him. It his is. brother doesn't give a shit about him. Well, his brother kind of does. It kind of does, right? But because his bro- well, because I think from his brother' point of view, K has always been like this this kid, like a, a brave kid too, right? Always been the thing. But other than that, he's just like not so bright child kind of thing. I think his younger brother admires him for being the older brother. Oh, just for being the older brother. I think so. Like kind of like that respect that you have for a brother, even though you might have you might not have the best relationship, it's still a sibling relationship. Because like I think uh, what it is is that because the parent uh, kind of like treat that Corona doesn't exist. Well, it does, but it's just like under underestimating him very like much, right? And the bro- the younger brother is clearly the the better son, so to speak. Yeah. As in, like he's smarter, he's better looking, he's more athletic, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why Corona uh, K was. Uh, different from how he was when younger yeah because everybody could comparing him to his younger brother i see but at the same time uh, the younger brother even though at one point he'd be like ah screw my older brother he sucks kind of thing yeah he still have the the respect i guess mm-hmm. he still has like well he's my brother he's still my family kind of thing in the beginning you can yeah you can kind of see how k can be an asshole later on because of his of his upbringing, essentially his family but he does evolve into a pretty cool character by the end of the story Oh, yeah. And I really dig his relationship with... Uh, uh, Kato. Kato was the one who changed K to be a better person. Their relationship is very interesting because uh, Kato has always been portrayed as a, a cowardice character. He's always, like, afraid and always, like, uh, pondering about stuff. But then young when they were younger, both uh, Kato and uh, K went to the same school. And K was this fearless kid that just do all this crazy stuff and fighting the bullies, running away, and, like, you know, the crazy stuff that kind of inspired Kato to be, you know, be braver. 
Yeah. And then that's how he's been living. Like he's trying to be braver. He's trying to be more. That's the reason why he, Kato helps the the drunk man that fell off the rail track. Yeah. And uh, but the K now after the exposure of you know like the disapproval of family, like everybody just like treating him like trash, changes to be like you know an asshole, right? And mm-hmm. then now he see Kato, who was admiring himself when he was younger, that inspire himself to be like what he used to be. I think that's what the the these two relationship are that kind of like insanely well written. I think. Yeah, it's kind of like a yin yang kind of thing, right? Where they inspire each other. The fact that the K was like admiring Kato, who's admiring K, is a is a <laughs> because it, that's what it is, right? Because they were admiring each others and like getting pushed by their by their behavior and action. Yeah, but I do think that Kato doesn't receive as much character development because I think his character was already set in the sense that he was a coward that decides to be brave, and mm-hmm. I think that's all there is needs to be. While. K's character is more complex in a sense yeah. that he was a brave kid that went down and trying to fix it, but instead of going the right way, he got it over his head. So you know, towards the middle end ish, they make it so that Kato doesn't want to die because he wants to come back home to his little brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of his motivation to staying alive. Yeah. Whereas K's motivation to stay alive is for another person. Uh... In the beginning, not so much though. Yeah, in the beginning, he just didn't care. He was just like, "Yeah, I'm a badass. Yeah, I do whatever exactly. I want." Like he's there for the thrill. Well, thrill is probably a bad word. He's there to prove himself, so to speak, that he could also be good. Like he also can do all this thing. Though at the second half, he's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I could be better than people. Like this is where I belong. Like I, could, I am better than everyone." That's why he get arrogant, right? Yeah, I think so. Because in real life, he's just kind of like a like a loser at school. No one really pays attention. Yeah, because everybody was like calling him Daylight Lantern, right? Yeah, because he's like, there's no point in a lantern being lit during the daytime. The next character I want to talk about is Tai Kojima. She doesn't have a very big role, but she does... She's there for K, that's it. Yeah. She doesn't develop characters, she doesn't, but she's there for K. The only reason why K do anything is because of her. Oh yeah, like, I did find her character annoying at the end, because all she just said was K-chan, K-chan. And the, at the end, yes. Well, for me, it's not what she said. It's just that, I mean, it's great that she has her own journey. Like, you know, her, her hardship. Instead of just being a captain in a Bowser Island, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Bowser Castle and stuff like that. You know what I mean? She, she actually goes on her own adventure trying to survive, right? Never giving up and whatnot. But what kind of, like, irked me up a little bit is that it's the fact that there's too much of that. Mm. There's too much of K and Tai while there's a lot more is happening in the place. <laughs> well... In my opinion, yeah, even though it is a little too much, I agree with you. I'd still root for them to, for the relationship, you know, for them to come back together and be together at the end. Me, I kind of like Reika. Oh, Reika, yeah. So Reika is like an actress, model, singer, dancer. Like best hit right now, kind of thing. Yeah, like the most famous person in Japan. But she ends up liking K because K at that point was already starting to become more leader-like and it's like trying to save yeah. people. So she falls in love with that K. I do like her character because other female characters that's been shown. Very passive. Yeah, very passive. Very assertive. Yeah, exactly. So she actually does stuff in the manga. She kills aliens and isn't afraid to get her hands dirty. Or face. <laughs> yeah, because of the blood splattering. She gets splatter, splatter, like. These characters, I kind of find weird. I think it's. I don't know how to say this. It's. I find them really odd. Uh, so Sa- right. Sakurai and Sakata, the two people with ESP. Ah. Uh, so why do they have telekinetic powers? I have no idea. The author just decided, fuck it, I just want people with cool abilities for some reason. For me, I don't know why they, they're there either. Because they're 
I don't know. I really don't know. Because yeah. I feel like they're supposed to have an arc of their own. They kind of do. Think, they kind of no, do. No, 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 like a bigger arc. As in like they're supposed to be something. Mm. Because for me, my what I'm thinking is, yeah, uh, ESP guys have an arc before the the finale arc, which is the vampire. Originally, mm. I think has something like a big role. Like they have to do something more. But because of the way the story had a hiatus, like long enough, like two years hiatus or something like that, mm-hmm. and probably that's where the the story progress changes. Yeah, and that's where everybody just went. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go this way. <laughs> you know, so they could scrap a lot of ideas that they could have used. I think the author just probably got bored with Gantz, maybe, and that's why it felt rushed, even towards the end. But I, I got a feeling it, it got extended. It got forcefully extended. So he wanted to end it earlier. Yeah, right? like I think he wanted to end it on the vampire. That's what it feels like because it was built up as the rival hunter, yes. right? Like there's really strong people that know how to fight, and then like they. Would able to fight each other mm-hmm. like it's 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 built up as that yeah uh, so i was just like i think that was where it's supposed to go yeah, yeah what i'm thinking is that because of the vampire yeah. arc what my guess is my theory is that there's supposed to be a vampire arc and they would be like fighting each other and whatnot and turned out there's a bigger badder something coming to them and they have to work together and the reason why they work together was that because uh, well one of them got made as a part of the japanese uh, the tokyo one of the vampires, the host guys. Yeah. Yeah, as part of the guns, right? Like uh, Tokyo guns. Yeah. And they were like helping killing aliens and whatnot too. I'm gonna, I gotta feel that's my right. theory. But it didn't work out that way though, because the ESP guys and the vampire arc kind of just went nowhere. Yeah. I feel like. Because they just switched yeah. away. So. so that's really my only complaint for Phase One is just that those two just kind of went into a dead end and went nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and then another character we can talk about is uh, Nishi. I do like that he's an asshole character. He just wants to do his own thing, the lone wolf. And then Nishi was there in the beginning with when Kay and Kato first arrives, but he doesn't tell anybody anything. He kind of just, you know, only the strong will survive. Yeah. But he does tell them what happens when they survive the first mission because of the Darwin uh, in him, right? He Because they're strong enough to survive the first mission. Uh-huh. That's what you mean by Darwin. Yeah. I was like, wait, oh, why did you bring Darwin now? <laughs> the see. strongest survives, right? <laughs> Darwin is. <Yeah. laughs> so he's like, oh, you guys survived. Okay, I'll tell you what I know then. Because you're, you're valuable teammates, is what he thinks. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that kind of filtering is pretty useful too, don't you think? I don't know. Like, if you had the power to save people, would you? Who are these people? Do they be compelled to save like them? pedestrians or people who don't know what's going on? Well, that's why, uh, that's why really I said, right? I would give them one warning so if they listen good if they don't listen well <laughs> uh what else oh and nishi even though he's an asshole he does his own thing or whatever and doesn't care about nobody else he only respects one person izumi oh uh, izumi i don't think he respects oh yeah he does he for sure does because izumi is the first characters that we meet that finish the game and wants back in but no 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 i don't think so because uh well, at least from what what i remember mm. instead of a uh, respect he was more like elated I'm like oh yo izumi you're back no because uh no no because um when izumi came back and people were trying to figure out like oh like k is dead who do we want as the next leader nishi had no problem uh nominating izumi and the second thing was that when izumi was in trouble nishi was just like oh i'm not gonna help you peace but he ended up calling his teammates saying like hey you know i just wanted to let you know izumi's in trouble you can help him if you want right he doesn't do that for any other characters except for izumi that be respect though? I think so. He definitely cares more about Izumi. For me, I think there's a sense of camaraderie in them better because I think that's the saying, right? Because Izumi and him probably like fight together like often already. And then I think one of the reasons why uh, Nishi got to be that good is because mm-hmm. he saw Izumi yeah. doing 
stuff, right? Yeah. So Izumi and Ishii used to be teammates before Izumi got out of the game. But then he realizes yeah. that without the game, he's bored of real life. Now, here's the thing about Izumi, though, that even though he died, he, he kind of deserved it. Well, not kind of. He did deserve it. About halfway into phase one, Gantz realizes that there were too many um, incompetent hunters. Well, there's no instruction, really. <laughs> Make like a video tutorial or something. <laughs> like... Right. You would think so, right? But then he sent Izumi on a mission to gather more hunters. Now, only way for Gantz to bring people into the room is if they're dead. So Izumi went on a massacre in Shinjuku. Right. It worked. Gans got what he wanted, but it was a terrible event where like, I don't know, 300 people died or something right. like that. He just mowed people down like they're nothing, which is how Reika got in there. Now, here's the thing about Izumi is that he disguised himself when yeah. he did the massacre. So he made himself into like a black dude. <laughs> he, yeah, he did <laughs> blackface. <laughs> yeah. yeah but here's the thing. No one found out that he was the one killing yeah. people, which is uh, kind of strange. I don't know. I I would you would think that people would like. Oh, he kind of looks familiar. Same stature, same but voice. Got, but he died, right? Yeah. So I guess. But then the other fishy part was remember when Nishi called uh, someone for help? That was actually Sakurai, right? So ESP guy. And then the ESP guy called his friend uh, Sakata. He's like, hey, you know, Izumi is in trouble. Should we help him? And Sakata was like, uh, nah, uh yeah. He's like, no. In case you haven't noticed, that was the guy who killed us in the Shinjuku massacre. Let him die. He deserves it. So he knows, those two characters know now, but they don't say anything to no one else. Like, what the heck? Their heads gonna explode. They can tell the other people who died in that room, like Reika. For what though? Oh, that's true. There's no point. <laughs> What's the point in that? So they killed each other? That's counterproductive now, isn't it? In the end, he got what he deserved. How did he die again? Uh, vampires. Wait, what happened to him? I don't remember. Uh, so vampires aren't aliens. They're just kind of like... Earthling that's morphed. Yeah, like, uh, how can I say, like, um, infected humans kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, these uh, vampires have a re- working relationship with the aliens. Kind of like contract workers, I think. What's it? Uh, they end up taking pictures of Izumi, so they know that he's out there trying to kill the aliens. And eventually they found out where he is and where he lived or something, and they ended up tracking him down and killing him. Yeah, because in the end, it was just too many, right? He was just one person versus like hundreds of vampires. Yeah, but he killed a lot, though. Yeah, he's a very strong fighter. I mean, he beat the game, right? Um, okay, now we can talk about the aliens. Right. There's a bunch of aliens in these in this first part. Do you do you remember which one stood out the most to you? The aliens? Mm-hmm. That stood out the most for me? Yeah. In what way, though? Just anything? Yeah. Any memorable moments about the aliens for you? Like the designs? What do you think of the aliens' designs? The first part or the later half? Because the first part, it's 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 clearly they're trying to make it wacky, right? Yeah. Like like Onion, like Tanaka. Yeah. Like it's, it's clearly it's clearly a wacky, stupid, build up and creepy too. Right? Yeah, they're clearly uh, aliens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like they're trying to make alien alien that's like disguising as human, uh-huh. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's clearly unnatural, like an unnatural being that's just disguised, so you can tell. But because it's so obvious that they're not human, it's 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 very creepy. You know what I mean? I think the author did do something interesting, which was that um, some of the statues in real life were actually aliens. Yeah, so like the uh, they get transferred uh, into a Buddhist temple. All those Buddha right. t- uh, statues were aliens. See, I think that's see, because I don't know. For me, like the theory for me with guns is that not all of them are aliens. Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff are what guns made you know what I mean oh so you're saying guns made them so did they had to kill them exactly so it's like a training program kind of mm, I see I see because like 
for me, like the at least the first two alien, like Tanaka and uh, and the uh, Onion. Yeah. They're human-like, right? Shape-wise. Yeah. When they get to the stone, they're just rocks. <laughs> but it's, it has a flesh. It's, yeah. It's, it's really weird. Which alien design did you like the most in Phase One? You remember? I think the Onion, Onion Boy, and Onion Dad. No, for me, that's just pitiful because they're pretty much begging for like stop please stop or like why did you kill my kid and then <laughs> it's so iconic for me it's like so vivid in my mind wait uh how far is phase one what, uh, what, what are they uh okay so i'll just quickly go through the aliens that appear so the onion aliens the boy and the dad tanaka alien which is a robot but inside the robot is actually a bird alien uh and then the buddhist temple aliens and then the aliens after that they're called shorty aliens but they look like ah uh, uh, lemon people with wings yeah <laughs> the dinosaur aliens which when they got transferred to the museum all the dinosaurs there this one is weird it's called ring alien and i guess it's kind of like a centaur i don't remember the ring alien. yeah it happened pretty fast uh and then the next alien after that is the oni alien so uh, I think it's like the devils in business suits, I guess. That arc wasn't um, all that memorable either. But it's uh, I think it made an impact because of the previous arc before that. Yeah. Which was the Kill uh, Tai Kojima arc. Bruh. Yeah. So in that arc, basically, uh, Tai Kojima somehow took a picture of the Gantz hunters. So then Gantz was just like, okay, well, now we need to kill this person before she spreads the the news out, right? And makes her the next target. And Kay was already dating her at that point. Was that actually the reason, though? Supposedly, that was the reason. The thing is, like, Reika deleted the picture, right? Yeah, Reika found the camera, destroyed it, but they didn't end the mission. It's just not over. It seems to me like Gantz maybe is a petty person or something like that. But despite Kay's best efforts, Kojima actually did die. But her data is inside Gantz's uh, data, uh, database. So, question though. Mm. Does Gantz uh, record the aliens too? I don't think so. The reason why I say that is because Gantz... Because she's not a hunter, right? Yeah. She's considered as an alien, right? Because she's called the what, Kojima alien or something? No, no, no. All the other ones have aliens in their name, but not Tai Kojima. Kojima tai is just Tai Kojima. So I think Gantz is gladly revive any humans. But he wouldn't revive any aliens. To be honest though, when when she died, I thought she's gonna get revived into the room as a hunter. Uh, yeah, no. and then and then it'll be like K's K's uh thing to save her or something. I mean that would probably be like I don't know. Kind of got a feeling like she shouldn't know about it. Yeah, but well, she's not supposed to. No one's supposed to know about it. I think her role in the manga is good enough as it is, despite the yeah. fact that I find her annoying towards the end. That's it's, a lot yeah, still still good enough. Um, I think the next impactful arc after that one, here's the thing, is that the, the shorty alien arc, you know, the 11 people with wings. Yeah. These, this is an interesting arc because this is the first arc where K is sent by himself, no other people. And after the mission was over, he lost all his points because the time was up. He didn't kill everyone. But this alien hunted K down in his school. Came to the real world and started. Yeah. That was the first time that happened. And he straight up went up to K and be like, why are you killing us? We're just here to live in peace. And because you started this fight, I'm going to finish it. Like, you killed my friends. I'm going to kill everybody you you know. After that arc, though, they kind of dropped that narrative. That's what I mean. That's, I think, where the whole things happened. Yeah, like the whole... Im- Aliens that are immigrants, they just want to live in peace. And then yeah. Gantz is sending on them to kill them. They drop that narrative. Exactly. And they change it to something else. That's the shift that makes me go like, what? That was an interesting concept, I thought. Because, yeah. you know, I never really questioned why they were killing the aliens. I thought they just... For me, for me, it's the other way around. The moment the 
onion meal. He was like saying, I'll give you uh, my onion. I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, so you thought like something's fishy. Oh, yeah, definitely by that moment. Mm. The kid was not trying to fight the whole time. He was trying to run away, trying to survive, right? Like these scary people are, are chasing after him. So yeah. he got scared. And these people are trying to finish, like, you know, trying to hurt him. So retaliate, right? Yeah. For me, it's a very noble behavior. Like, I don't think the alien was at fault this moment. And when the the, the father came up too, got yeah. really pissed. I'm like, oh, yeah, this asshole just killed your kid? I would have fucking ripped this guy's apart too. Like, nothing. Like, at this moment, I already know that bad guys are the people. Even when the kid started, you know, like, yeah, Kay did, right? Yeah. yeah the, the, the dad, Ellie, yeah. the power suit. And then the dad was like, I'll give you my onion, right? Yeah. Now the dad was like broken. He couldn't avenge his kid. And he's he's going to die. Like, I'm like, shit. Like, that's why like, by that moment, I'm like, wow, this is messed up. Like, I didn't know it's a messed up manga the first time I laid my eye on it. <laughs> so, that's the thing. But that's the messed up part that I really like about it. Even when they bring that whole thing has been happening since episode one, so to speak, right? Yeah. Even the Tanaka alien. That guy was just like, you know, walking around listening to music, right? Did nothing. But then they started to pointing guns and what at him and like trying to be, and that's why he started frowning, right? Yeah. Like, are you an enemy? Like, and then all the time and whatnot, like even the, the kid, like the baby birds and whatever, was not hostile, right? It was just a kid. Yeah. But then that's still their kid. So the Tanaka aliens got pissed off, right? <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense, right? It's natural <laughs> reaction. It is. It is. Yeah. And then after that, like, the, the lemon alien to, like, just here, what the fuck are you shooting us down? Like, you asshole. Yeah. But then after that, it got caught off, and that never mean anything, right? Well, yeah, in a way. I guess because from there, they transitioned into the vampire stuff. Yeah. Where, like, the vampires are, are hunting the hunters outside of the game. See, the thing is, like, for me, it makes sense because especially when you said, like, the the, the vampires and the, the aliens were, like, having hand-in-hand and whatnot, right? Yeah. Well, it makes sense because these aliens suddenly had, like, this group of people that started hunting them down, right? Yeah. And there's, you know, the local people that's like, you know what, we'll help you. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, now the aliens killing the hunter makes sense, right? Like, these people just want to protect themselves or not. Yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. But then after that, it's just gone. <laughs> but here's my other question is that, well, I guess it's not established. In the next part, is established, but... It's established that um, there are other people in the same suits, the same spear, same yeah. guns, in different, different, part of the world. Yeah, different parts of the world. So why is it now that the aliens just started to notice it? When this has been going on for, I don't know how long, way before K. As in like, the alien that goes to, let's just say, the Tokyo area, yeah, are such a small community. Because they're immigrants, they're, they're trying to survive, whatever yeah. it is. Either their own planet was destroyed, or whatever the reason is, they're yeah. just trying to live, right? Yeah. So they have this small community and they try to live. So whatever happened on one other side of the world, they wouldn't know. There's no way to communicate because it's not like they can communicate between aliens, right? For example, like the onion aliens and the lemon one. Yeah. There's no guarantee that they can speak the same language, right? Well, we've never seen them interact. Exactly. In their eye, might as well like they're an enemy too, right? You don't know that. Mm, it could be. So there's just no way to know. I guess so. Until a big group of uh, aliens shows up, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, towards the end-ish, they start working together. I wish they pushed that narrative a bit more instead of dropping it. For me, I, I wish they pushed it till the end. That would have been pretty cool. Like a like a full-scale war between aliens and the humans. Well, no. For me, it's more of a, like a moral question, right? Because we're killing all these up. It's for our survival or their survival, right? Yeah. Us or them. So the question is, if the only demerit is, you know, losing points when time goes up, yeah. do you think it would be a peaceful scenario where... They just don't hunt. No, because Gantz also reduces the size of the area too to force people to hunt. Yeah, but like I said, they the alien, they don't fight it. They just spend the time. You know what I mean? I think some aliens were hostile. Uh, see. Which, I mean... Who though? Who attacked first? Which alien attacked first? See, I'm trying to think. Because so, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember what 
Mm, I think starting with the dinosaur aliens, those were the guys who attacked first. Right. But I can see why they would, because those dinosaur aliens were kind of dinosaur-ish, and they're very territorial. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, yeah. I think that's territorial, right? So yeah. Just walk in. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the aliens who attacked first are territorial aliens, is what I'm thinking. Like, you stepped into my area. Yeah, so that's... I guess that's my three complaints. The vampires, the ESP, and the narrative of the aliens being immigrants. So that's pretty much it for phase one. Overall, how would you feel about phase one? How did you feel? It was good. It's, uh, it's, I, I want to say it's a different genre almost. Because, uh, I don't know, because this is back when anime and whatever was very uh, conservative, right? Like, it's a, it's, it's a, the age where, you know, usually the main character is a kid, has no power, mm-hmm. wants to be stronger. Like, the, the normal shonen is that. Yeah. That's what dominating the, the, manga world right yeah and then i think it's around the same time right where death note suddenly brings like a dark tone to mangas right well anyway it's a this is like the, the early moment when you know like a, a darkness like you know like these these like moral questions being asked in mangas they, they stepped it up the story yeah, wise they yeah. Step up the, yeah they, they pump it up i actually did really enjoy this manga too and i would i would definitely recommend it for people who want to read it you have to, this manga is, is meant to be enjoyed, just like turn off your brain. So, okay, what's your overall score of this manga? I'd give it a good 8.5. 8.5, eh? Mm, interesting. I would go lower. Not, not too much lower, like an 8. I would give it an 8. It's good. I enjoyed it like, when, when it happened, because it's from uh, chapter 1 to 171. Uh, no, it's chapters 1 to 237. Because uh, I blast through there. Oh, I see. I didn't want to sit Oh, okay. <laughs> Until, uh, because I read it until, uh, when, until, yeah, the, the flame, de- it was one sitting. Oh, I see. Yeah. After that, I had a while that I can't, I just can't read it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I read a little bit, and then I stop, and then I read again, stop again. Like, it's like that. Yeah, definitely the first quarter of the series, I would say, is quite, in- is, is very Gantz-like, I would say, if that makes sense. But then the rest of the series, yeah, it's like a tonal shift almost, like the rest of the series. It's like the author just ran out of ideas or just didn't want to continue anymore. Or something. Or they like got that. forced to do something else that they don't want to. Yeah, maybe. Because uh, there's rumors saying like the only reason why he added the vampires in the first place because the editor wanted him to. It was popular at that time. Yeah, that's all I have to say about Phase 1. Anything else you'd like to add? Or? Uh, well, I'm, honestly, I was hoping for more arsenal. What do you mean by arsenal? Like more weapons? Yeah, more weapons. Like add a grenade or something, you know? Hmm. Like, I don't know, like a certain kind of whatever technological marvel, right? They could add more stuff. Mm, I guess they could. I think that's it for this episode. Right. Alright, All right, Bosh, do the outro. Thanks for watching. This is Bosh guy. This is Alex. Thank you for watching. Yeah. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.